You have a good intro for this podcast? Yeah. We never have good intros for this podcast. I've got a good intro, Max. Hit hit the big red button. Let me know when you guys are good. I'm doing it. You good, Max? I'm good. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Redstone Pickaxe, the latest oh. and greatest Minecraft podcast in the world. I am your host, Enderdon, and today I am joined by two very special guests. <laughs> they are Max and Lucas. I couldn't find cool Minecraft names for them in time. However, today we will be discussing top 10 reasons why the end needs its own dimension. Lucas, I'd like to start you off with number 10. Doesn't doesn't the end have its own dimension with its own portal? Yes, and I'm we're talking about why that is. Why it's already there. Why couldn't we just have it be in the overworld and have the Enderdrag roaming and just destroying your shit constantly? I go I go by uh Diamond Max, by the way. That's my <laughs> Minecraft name. It's pretty easy. It's like Diamond Axe, but my name is Max. I was gonna say you could do Pick Max. <laughs> no. I wanted I thought of I've thought of Pick Max too, but I'm going with just Diamond Max. Okay. Lucas, uh, what's your Minecraft OC? Uh Sky does Minecraft. That's a good one. You should roll uh, with that. Uh, well, who's I'm trying to remember any of the fucking? Is it? I think an early episode. I yell about Sky does Minecraft for no reason. Sky does Minecraft. Who's that? Fu- um, yeah, my, mine's Technoblade for no reason in particular. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's SMP Earth, SMP Epic, SM Simp. Simp. <laughs> Gus Johnson, uh, tweeted out like, if I'm gonna be part of this Minecraft thing. I should learn what SMP means. And I replied to it and I said, it's what you get called on the internet when you're remotely nice to a woman. And it got a few likes. Even if you have a girlfriend, you're just an SMP. You're an SMP. Because you have to censor it because you're on Twitch. SIMP squirrels in my pants. Squirrels. It's true. Squirrels. The song has been stuck in my head for two hours. Exactly. And I'm glad it came out. I don't know when it started, but a while ago. It it popped okay. into my head at the exact same time as Better Off Alone by Alice DJ. Alright. I mean, my name's Minecraft B-Fucker Lucas. B-Fucker? Minecraft B-Fucker Lucas. 447. Not turtle fucker? 332. 1776. <laughs> it's a good year. <laughs> that's the day history started. That's a, yeah. yeah, that's the day God that's... was born. <laughs> That's the day history books started writing down stuff that happened. That's what Ron Swanson says in that episode of Parks and Rec. Sure. Is I don't remember that. He goes when they're in like Washington D.C. He's like, uh, "Yeah, history started on July Fourth, seventeen seventy-six." I like when people use uh, that other oh, what the the other guy. Oh no, what's his name? I just had it. Jerry? No, he's uh he's like Ron from the next town over and they meet and they're like bonding. Oh yeah. I f- oh, he's what's like his- the hippie uh, version, right? Yeah, no. but people use that actor all the time uh in like memes that are conservative and it's funny because like he does play like a man's man in a lot of things and he kind of did in Parks and Rec too. Oh, but wait. I in think Parks I and Rec he's like a total about. hippie. Like you find yeah. out, like he's, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. The guy is like, like a cowboy Sam something, and isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam. Also, Yeehaw. welcome to uh, the Y podcast. That's what this actually is. It's not with uh, a special uh, guest, Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. <laughs> there we go. Yes, that's his name, Sam Elliott. Episode thirty-seven. Here uh, to give us the intro of the <laughs> of the Big Lebowski, <laughs> and nothing else. He hasn't acted in anything else. Keep going. <laughs> he's in a he's in an episode of NCIS, I think, and nothing else. I've been in an episode of NCIS. Were you a dead body? I wish. How do you? Well, how easy do you think it is to get a gig as a dead body on a procedural crime show? I want to know like that on top of like also just like generic extras. Like, do they just go out in public and be like, "Hey, just get in." this room and no because we'll i think they bucks. need to be they need to be a part of like the 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 screen actors union well it's not just like lying down there's an entire method of like making 
not breathing and not breathing your eyes still and what have you it's but i i like watching bad movies and seeing them breathe well i guess it depends when the camera's on you of just like not breathing and also looking not looking like you're not breathing instead just being a still thing i could look like i'm not breathing for a very long time if i wanted to well you probably did might like put something on their like chest or something to make it look like they're not breathing, and then maybe they do like tiny little breaths. I can't, I don't know how it works. There's, I mean, you can do like super tiny breaths, and then like they're that's why they're covered up because it's harder to notice, yeah, the more layers they have on, yeah, that um, makes sense. But yeah, I'm Donnie on the OI podcast, otherwise known as Noah, otherwise known as Ender Don, Lucas, otherwise known, known, known as, as Sam yeah, Elliott, Minecraft Gaming. <laughs> yeah so the redstone pickaxe i don't know lucas was there for i said it the other night in Discord. i was like funny. wait that's my new minecraft channel name where i just do shitty minecraft tutorials and i'm overly excited all i the really time. hated it because it sounded exactly like something like something someone named like the fucking like coal boots or whatever <laughs> yeah it's like if, it's like if that guy quibble cop the, made minecraft videos the coal yeah, sword same energy well it like it, the name reminded me of this like pokemon youtube channel that was around a while ago called like kanto university which kanto is a region in pokemon yeah. for you guys who aren't as into it as i am me and it was just like i can't remember if they did like actual pokemon tutorials or like history stuff or i can't remember exactly what they did but it was something along those lines it just had one of those epic like oh blatant reference names they named every single episode of catching a shiny Mew, but not <laughs> really. Shiny Mew in red and blue. <laughs> in red and blue. <laughs> when Pokemon didn't have colors. <laughs> they were black and white games on a green screen. That's really funny. So wouldn't it be black yeah. and green? Well, yeah, but like, <laughs> it's only green because of like, that's the physical yeah, color of the, the Game Boy. I remember, I remember playing... Uh, a lot of Mario Brothers on the first uh, Game Boy Color with my uh, mm. with my sister, and you could in the, with using the same cable you can use to like trade Pokemon. You can play two player Mario, and one person can oh, be dumb. Green Mario. It's not like Green it's, Mario. It's Luigi, but it's just it's the same thing as Mario. It's just green. But I was I was so young, so I would suck. And my sister was really good at it, so she'd just leave me in the dust and be like, all right, I'm playing this, and you need to keep busy, so I'm handing you the other Game Boy. Shut up. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking over the video game because I'm better than you. <laughs> I ain't taking over the video game. I remember I had, a, I had an N64, and I remember my dad, uh, anytime I was playing Mario 64, and I got to Bowser, and I handed a control to him because I couldn't swing Bowser fast enough because I was a child. Except my dad denies ever owning an N64, and I tried telling my parents time and time that we had an N64, because they got, like, Banjo-Kazooie, um, Mario 64, and something something along the lines of, like, Mickey Speedway Racing, or whatever the hell it was called, and then, like, I know Mario the, Kart. I can picture the box of that game in yeah, my head. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Are just... you sure... It wasn't a Mandela effect, and it never actually It happened. wasn't a Mandela effect. I know Mickey Speedway Racing when I see it. So, so you you played N sixty four as a kid, and your yes. parents refused to acknowledge that you had an. It's N64. not refusing to acknowledge; it's just that they they I keep mentioning to them, and then they forget, and then I, they like say, "Well, maybe we sold it by accident or something." Yeah, do you think it's in know. a box somewhere that hasn't been opened in fifteen years? Actually, I'm probably just gonna look, one of these days. I'm gonna just go through the storage area of my house and just check there because there's a handful of things that might just be broken. Because we still have our NES and everything, and like. My dad still yeah. has Sega Genesis and everything too, so it's just surprising that he would forget that. Then Mickey Speedway USA, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mickey Speedway USA. Being a younger kid playing video games, um, like when I was a younger kid playing video games, I would like every once in a while, every few years, my dad would just come home with a new console. I didn't know it existed. And it was all of a sudden like, here's a Wii. And I went, I don't know what the fuck that is, but I'm definitely going to swing this remote and play baseball. This is great. See, I like, I knew what the Wii was. And like, that was huge when I got that for Christmas. Oh, yeah. One year, like my sister and I. But the thing was, I will always say this. When I was a kid, I didn't play good video games. 
like I played Pokemon and like shitty licensed games, you know, like Madagascar and the Game Boy Advance or Ratat. I remember renting Ratatouille on the Wii from the movie store. Um, and then I remember <laughs> the game, game I was horrible? actually like, what? Wasn't the that Ratatouille game like really bad? Probably. Like, I, I didn't play good video games as a kid. And I remember I was actually like a completionist for the for fucking carnival games on the Wii. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and my dad, like, I don't know why, like he pre-ordered it or something because he thought it looked cool for me. And it came with a t-shirt. And I remember having this a white t-shirt with just the carnival games like box art on it. And I remember like I wouldn't I went like hard. I was getting all the prizes and all the tickets and shit in that game. And I look back on it and like the only good games I played as a kid were Pokemon. Like, those are the only good games, like, that are generally regarded as such. And, like, I didn't unlock any characters in Mario Kart on the Wii. Like, I don't, I don't remember if I did either. Yeah, I just kind of played it with my family and against my brother and tried online two times and then realized it was Nintendo online and gave up. I didn't know what Wi-Fi was. Yeah, it was amazing to me. It was amazing to me that I could play something like Mario Kart with other people. Now there's games where you just have like a hundred people on a server and everything. Which well, you you saying that you don't you didn't really know what Wi-Fi was like. That's why I'm like, how did you know what a Wii was before it showed up on your on your lap? Because uh, I remember like people I knew at school got them. Yeah, it's so so much oh, of everything yeah. with video the games back in the day was word of mouth and commercials. Yeah. I don't remember ever seeing a commercial. I just remember it showing up. Like, you don't see commercials where someone plugging in a box and them going, holy shit, I can get the internet anywhere. I think I knew, I knew about the PS3 before we got one because I think of Guitar Hero. I think my sisters played Guitar Hero at a friend's house and they wanted to play it uh, at our house. And then so we, we got that. And then that was also how we first started watching Blu-rays when Blu-rays were just yep. starting to be a thing. So that was another reason why we why we got it. But then I had a PS3, and so I was like, "This means I can play Call of Duty." And then I begged and begged for Call of Duty. And now you have severe brain damage. Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna say I don't, but I'm also not gonna say that I do. That's fair. I knew like the DS was big for me. I remember because like a good friend, like a family friend of mine. He got a DS for his, like, christening or whatever for, like, Catholic stuff when we were, when that was a thing. Is that a proper Catholic term, Lucas? Sure. Christening, first communion, maybe? I don't know. If maybe first communion, it depends how young you were. It was probably first communion, probably. Depending on if he's Catholic or whatnot, anyways. Yeah, he's, like, he went to Catholic Yeah, probably first communion, because then the other thing is confirmation. That's not until, like, high school, usually. Anyways. Yeah, it was when we were kids, but I remember he got, like, the original DS. The thing that you could murder somebody with yeah, and no, still I, wouldn't <laughs> The would Nokia work. phone of gaming handheld yeah. things, yeah. No, I remember That's that. It. I never had one, but I remember just, like, seeing one of like, them around and everything. I, still I think the DS that's always the most well-regarded is the DS Lite and everything. Oh, of Because course. of how it is. And I got the DS Lite... Then, like, the next year or whatever, I got the DS Lite for Christmas. And then I remember, like, one year my mom got my sister and I DSIs. And I didn't even know the DSi existed. Yeah. Like, and I was just like, holy shit, this thing's fucking cool. Was the DS Lite the one with, like, the angled top? It was, like, a trapezoid? No, that's the original DS. That's the original one. The DS Lite is a bit, like, smoother and everything. And it, like, it had, um... It had like picto chat, what have you, and like all. It, it's it's the standard one that like everyone remembers basically. That has the okay. like two, yeah. That has I the, had like... I had the original one then. Wow. Yeah. Um, so but that was also one... I I'm I'm fairly certain that the DS Lite was out by the time I got it, but it was just like I was like I wanted I want a DS because my friends have a DS and I want to play this game, and. So when my parents went out to buy one, they were like, oh, well, this one's cheaper. I'm just going to get this one. Yeah, That's probably, re- probably what happened. Yeah, I remember, too, like, 
trying to think. I remember having the action replay, obviously. Um, that was great. And just unlocking things in video games that I didn't even know existed. Like Mario Kart DS, I had all the characters. I didn't do any. I didn't deserve having all those characters unlocked. <laughs> I was trash at the game. But God damn it, I was playing I Rob. A lot of the games I played didn't really have that much of a progression, like all the ones that I had. So I would play them and usually not beat them because I was bad and I was a kid. Like, like there was like a SpongeBob game and stuff. I don't think I ever reached the end of that. Um, yeah, like I didn't beat games as a kid. But I would get bored of these games and I was like, can I get a new game but i never got any new games so like never used my ds because i had two games and i was bored of them and i uh so i just like gave up on the ds this is the same exact thing that happened with the psp which i don't remember i don't know if i asked for a psp or if it was just a thing that happened but i got a psp for christmas once and then i got a really cool skin from skin it before uh <laughs> no my yeah. skin like, it it was like the D brand grandfather, and it was it was really cool. It, was, it had a uh, like baseballs on it and stuff because I used to be really into baseball. And then the whole back of it was just a picture of the inside of Fenway Park, like from over, uh, like from like the press box, you know, like looking out at the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. That that was the whole back of my PSP, which was pretty awesome. But I had uh, an eight. I had two ATV racing games, which were awesome and then i had battlefront 2 which mm. was great i remember playing an atv racing game on my cousin's psp i'm looking at skin its website right now a lot of dragon ball z related skins <laughs> are they still a thing <laughs> yeah i'm on their website right now oh i thought they went out of business to be honest oh no, dude do they have stuff for like the switch or something or... yeah i'm looking at nintendo switch skins right now sense. i didn't see freaking goku looking like <laughs> Like intimidating as fuck. <laughs> Here's your controller, bro. <laughs> and for those who can't see it because this is an audio podcast, it's like the Nintendo Switch with the Joy-Cons in the dog ear thing where you put both the Joy-Cons in and they're like one controller. So Goku's face is in the middle part. It's a very intimidating epic picture of Goku looking on with like shading and everything too. Yeah, and so then if you just have the Joy-Cons separate, it's just like Pieces shoulders. of Goku's hair you have, and shoulders and you have, ears. You have ears and hair. <laughs> and then it's the exact same picture on the dock. <laughs> and so it'll look even stupider because it's like even bigger and blown up. But it's not like ratioed. So that way when you put the Joy-Cons on, it like completes the picture. Like a Nintendo so, Switch usually does. So instead you're just going to have Goku having multiple <laughs> floating ears and shoulders. <laughs> yeah. Great. I got like My Hero Academia, like a lot of anime, like a lot of anime. Kansas Unsurprisingly. City <laughs> um, I mean, they're Harley still going Quinn. strong. They just don't have as good of a marketing campaign as D-Brand does because D-Brand is crazy and they do the same exact stuff. D-Brand makes good stuff. I've got a D-Brand skin on my Switch. What is it? It's just uh, like, um, let me, oh, I got my Switch dock next to me. I'll send you a picture of it. It just like, is like matte black and white. Oh, it's wow. not, like, not any, it any anything special. It, like, it's not Goku or or just a color. I uh, I, I recently found speaking of like skins and stuff. I recently found my iPhone four case that looked like an NES controller. Oh, I remember that case that Max. I had all throughout middle school and probably up to like sophomore year of high school, maybe before I went from a uh, iPhone four to an iPhone six. Oh, that's sleek. That's nice. Well, it makes it looks it makes it look like a uh, very modern like a Mac product. Yeah, that's almost. what I like about it. So it's mostly just to keep it from getting dirty. Yeah, I have like a just a clear case on my laptop that I've sticker blasted and mm-hmm. I the the I had a top and a bottom to it, but the bottom had little rubber feet that just came off because the glue that was holding on these rubber feet wasn't very good when susceptible when uh when introduced to heat so (laughs) when it's on a laptop where i'm running it fairly hard and the fans are going crazy for like hours on time hours on end right then it gets really hot so then i would move my laptop 
and it would just like slip off the feet. It was so annoying. So I took the bottom off, and when I took the bottom off, it was clear when I bought it. It was just purple. So oh. then I looked at the top too, and the top, like the clear bits that you can see along the edges, have like turned purple. It's really, it's really bizarre. There's a lot of that stuff turns like a yellow, be, just because of like exposure to light and oxidation. Because like I like having a clear back to my f- clear back case on my phone, and that happens every so often. I had a Game Boy Advance. I remember uh, me and my brother had two of like. We had the same exact ones that were, like, red and everything. And my mom got, like, these stickers and there's uh, just put <laughs> just put my initials on mine. <laughs> that were just letters. And then my brother's initials on his. So it was LK and MK. It was funny. I had a whole bunch of other accessories for this. Like, this one goofy little thing that you would put on the top of it that would make it, like, a magnifying glass or something. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Or like looking I know closer. exactly what you're talking about. And then there was also like a, there was like a case you could put it in, and it was weird the way it was set up. It almost looked like you could play it in the case. There was like on the bottom part you would slip the, a bottom of it in, so like the D pad and the A and B buttons and the, uh, the two bump the two, uh, yeah, the two bumpers would um, still be pressed and everything along these other things. It was it it didn't know what it wanted to be, and I think it was more just there for it to like be protected in its own thing but it was still funny how overboard some of the little things were but it's so it was for, it was it the sp or the original game boy advance uh it might be the sp you know what let, sp is the clamshell one that falls sp is the clamshell one let me let me i think i got it over here it's like the advance the original advance is the one that um is just flat because i remember i got the original Game Boy Advance for my uncle and aunt, and it, for some reason, was Pokemon Edition. I didn't even like or know what Pokemon was at the time. Um, and I had Super Mario Advance World, Super Mario World Advance 2 or whatever. That was basically just Mario 2, but on GBA. Did you ever have, like, like, controller modifications or, like, custom controllers for anything as a kid? Um... When I was in high school, I had the Razer Sabertooth Xbox controller, and I loved that thing. It was like I didn't. Oh yeah, use, and you like, use the... that on PC too to like play GTA. Right? Yeah, I loved it because it was the thing with it is like the A B X Y buttons on it were like mouse buttons, and it like oh were they, they like felt they were like really clicky. Yeah, they were like oh, yeah. It's like wow. it sounded like like that. Yeah, it sounded like clicking my mouse. Also, I just knocked over my phone stand. Um, yeah, it was perfect, and then it, like, slow, as it got, like, I used it for, like, four or five years straight, it just shit the bed. I wanted a scuff controller so bad when those came around. I had, my, my family got, um, got me for, like, the same year I got that controller for Christmas, I got the, um, what was it? The things that go on top of your joysticks to make them longer. Oh, control freaks? Huh? Control freaks, yes, I had those. Yeah, I remember control freaks. Yeah. I I hated those. I tried them once. I I really did not like it. But uh, what I did have though on the PS3 controller, the R2 buttons, the lower triggers, mm-hmm. your fingers would Trigger slip stops? off of them. So there yeah. was like little pieces of plastic that just snapped on that made it like flare out and curve to like catch your finger, which was really nice for playing, you know, Battlefield and stuff that I like what I was playing at the time. Yeah, she is no, that's yeah, that's the SP. Yeah, with the SP, and it's got that, and it still has uh, Super Super Mario World, Super Mario Advance Two. Probably yes, I had. I was just saying while you were gone, getting that. Oh I shit! Had that game too. Yeah, that was. Also, I had. I wait. had either good games or nothing games. Like I have, I never got to it because I was a dumb child. But yeah, I had Super Mario World, and I had. Oh, I guess yeah, I had the Legend of Zelda, and it had the a combo of uh, Link to the Past and Four Swords. Yeah, uh, and then but then also, on top of the good games, I had such classics as Frogger's Adventure, Temple of the Frog, and Crash Dude, Bandicoot: Temple The Huge Frog. Adventure. Lucas, uh, looking at your Game Boy Advance on the like, flip it over and look at the like barcode area on it. Um, yeah, in the top left, when under model number, is it AGS 001 or 101? 001. Oh damn it! Ah, oh, do are we not twinning? No, well, mine's black, but the AGS 
like you can go on eBay and look up like Game Boy Advance SPs. The 001 is the fir- first edition, um, but the 101, which is what I have somehow, is has a way better backlight on it. Like the backlight actually works. Yeah, the backlight on this isn't like bad, but it's just like it's not like it. But if you put it side by side, like a 001 and a 101, like you can tell the difference. Gro- growing up, I just knew that this one was better because I also had an original Game Boy, and I remember I was like trying to play um. I had Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening or whatever it was, and I didn't know how the fuck to play it because I was still a child. And I'll probably go but every single time I tried playing, I tried naming my shield Zelda and doing that, <laughs> and then got stuck at one puzzle where you threw like push rocks, and then yeah. had restarted because I didn't know how to save or if I had any memory to save. <laughs> that was that was the other thing playing video games as an idiot child. I didn't know how to save stuff. I think yeah. I've talked about how I used to leave my. PlayStation running when I was playing Battle for Bikini Bottom because I didn't know how to save to <laughs> yeah. a memory card. I remember, I remember playing Mickey Speedway. You, I didn't, I don't know if I had the Rumble Pack yet. So every single time I'd play, I'd like start the entire thing over, and then I got to like, like halfway through it, and then would like stop or something and have to do it again. But then I think eventually I got a Rumble Pack to actually play the game. Well, Rumble Pack just add, just vibrated your controller. Oh, it didn't do memory. I, there was something with like memory. I think I, I the it jumper pack. Yeah, the jumper pack. That's which what I was. think it was. It came. There was only like two games that actually required it on the N sixty four. It was like it came with Donkey Kong sixty four. Huh. And I remember like because you like it just added more RAM. Right. Um, but I think it was just a stupid addition. But um, the thing with NES games saving on them. So I have Final Fantasy for my NES. That's cool. And you have to press the power and reset button at the same time to save your progress in the game. And that's just sketchy to yeah. me. That is, that's super sketchy because if you hit one just a little bit before the other one, it's just going to turn off, won't it? Yeah, it's just going to turn off or reset the game and God. you're like, well, fuck. It's, yeah, it's either reset or longer reset. <laughs> yeah. Am I Especially crazy now- or were there add-ons for the for the Game Boy, like that foldable one, with SP, is that what it's called? Yes. Um, yeah, am I crazy? There or was, was there, like, the... clip-on accessories? That's what I was talking about with the, like, magnifying. Oh, that's case. okay. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. there definitely well, were there some. Well, there was, um, you see on the back where there's the dots? So there was, it started with the game, the original flat Game Boy Advance because it was advertised with Pokemon uh, Leaf Green and Fire Red, but Ooh, it was, like, a wireless yeah. link cable. Yeah. Um, so it was like a little like half moon you could put on there that would let you like do the same functionality of the link cable, but it was wireless. I remember I was desperate to try and find the link cable somewhere because I wanted to try and play four swords with my brother or something. And I never did it. And I don't think it would have worked because we probably both need it or something. The real way to play four swords is four Game Boy Advances hooked up to a GameCube with the Game Boy player. The real way to play Kirby Superstar Ultra is the only multiplayer they let you play when someone else doesn't have the game, <laughs> where you have to look onto their screen and then control, and it's only when you get a copy guy that you what? let out. In Kirby Superstar Ultra, you can... They let so you, you do can, so you connect another Game Boy, but you have to look at the screen well, this, of one this is, Game Boy. This is, this it's is on, on the DS. This is on the DS. I yes. need to clarify. Sorry, sorry. It's it's on the DS, so it's over Wi-Fi. But um, if one if only one person owned it, the only one you could do in Kirby Superstar Ultra was the um, was like the very first one, like the King Deity one, I think. Um, and then oh, Gourmet Race. Yeah, no, 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 no. The uh, like actual campaign thing that ends up the like DDD. Oh, oh, okay, no. You, you know, um, you, yeah, yeah, whatever it's the, called. The first baby one. But, um, yeah, you, you, the only... It would just be one guy playing as Kirby, and then you would have to wait for someone to get a copy ability and then have them willingly choose to give up that copy ability and turn them into a helper guy. It was really funny because every individual guy would, like... Because Kirby has just, like, infinite flying and everything, but every other guy, would it would go back and forth from... They could fly or they could just, like do like a like hop thing that would do sparks underneath them until eventually it just would stop working <laughs> and then they would only just be like floating and hovering but wouldn't make any like a- aerial distance or like wouldn't get any higher <laughs> so you just like there are some like a like jet guy and a bird guy that you could turn into and sometimes it would work but it was it was just it was not 
it worked as well as it could have, I guess. It was funny. And I thought Mario Kart DS with the people not owning the game and only being able to play a shy guy was bad. I I thought that was fine for what it was, honestly. It wasn't awful. I just remember my cousin and I used to switch off who had got to play with the actual characters. Yeah. Like we used <laughs> Who's to like, going to be shy guy today. Yeah. Yeah. Who? Well, no, like we'd like take turns ra- during races. Like we'd be like, all right, like I'm shy guy now. Like, you know, like he, you had, I don't know why we just didn't hand each other like swap physical DSs Cause we would take the game car out of mine and put it in his. What do you, what do you think the first game that you ever fully beat was? <laughs> First game I ever fully beat. It had to be Pokemon. I was going to say, was, for you, it's, it's probably Pokemon. It was probably Pokemon Emerald. It was either Pokemon Emerald or Pokemon Diamond. I can't remember. I just, I just remember that we had a special uh, Pokemon Game Boy. Like, yeah, I had, had like, one too. It had like Pikachu, Pikachu, Pikachu uh, printed on it. And I think we had Pokemon Yellow or something. Remember the mm-hmm. cartridge being yellow? Is, does that sound right? Well, that that's Pokemon Yellow then. Okay. I never, I never played it because I just, I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why I, even, I never even, I never even attempted to play it, which is kind of surprising. But I think I just, when I picked up a Game Boy, I was like, I am playing Mario. Like that was my, that's what. Yeah, I, I, I think I think the first game I ever like, I don't, I didn't beat it until like much, much later. I think I went back to it just like later in life. I, 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 I went to um, I think it was on my um college. What was it? I I was visiting uh St. Michael's, which I'm currently attending, and um, I remember there's one point where I was like done with a tour thing, and I was just hanging out in the motel room we were in, and I just beat it on my, <laughs> on my DS because the DS Lite was able to like play Game Boy games, and but that was like as a kid, I got to like the very end of it and it, it was like it wasn't just like a straightforward mario game there's um there's this part like in the woods where you have to like find a secret exit and everything and there's like parts yeah. where it just like infinitely loops that was i i loved that game because it was one of the first games where it like treated me like a person who could do problem solving things and yeah. work around like just basic go straight forward these things and it, and it felt it felt and once good you figure it out you, you feel like you, you feel I feel really like good. I could work with rocket science and shit at that point. It was yeah. really cool. Yeah, so, yeah. I I got to Bowser's castle and I was never able to like beat him, but I got to like a second phase and then I beat it later. But I'd I'd say that's that's probably the first game I got like at least like closest to and it like, was was significant. I think it's kind of funny how how video games have have evolved over time with things that you know in the nineties that kind of looked like they would be for kids were hard as heck oh yeah and nowadays you know there's video games that are obviously made for adults uh you know because there's like m-rated games and everything so it's not really expected that a six-year-old be able to beat it but when you look at a at a ds game you're like oh this is this is probably for kids but then you realize like no it's really hard (laughs) and like well do you know what do you know what game started like caused the esrb to become a thing with like m rating and stuff mortal is it mortal kombat? kombat original mortal kombat yeah, yeah, yeah. and like yeah, yeah. if you go back in old versions i believe the original like sega genesis version had blood and shit but the snes version didn't like huh. there was yeah but i think in the snes version like there was like a code you could use that would let you do like enable let blood gore. happen there's a code and everything yeah. to turn on blood and gore <laughs> turn it off usually yeah i I think uh, in a recent Donkey video, I think when he was talking about Mortal Kombat, didn't they say, like, they thought it was too gory even before they knew how to do the fatalities? Like, yeah, no one had yeah. figure out how Liter- to do a fatality. Literally, literally, they were just basic punching guys, <laughs> and some blood and was sometimes blood coming out, and they like, said, Wow, right. this is too violent, and yet they hadn't discovered the special animation of pulling someone's spine out of their mouth. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, it the blood in that game is almost like a Tarantino movie. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, like it's it's, it's kind of excessive. No, it, it's it's <laughs> more excessive and cartoony compared to the like the recent ones. I think are impressive looking, but they had like I'm pretty sure I heard that they had to get guys like watch actual like people dying or something to like get some like accurate stuff for how they killed people. It's weird to get some. I wouldn't animations. be shocked. They're impressive animations. It just kind of feels like a lot and less like goofy cartoony. 
whatever, lots of blood and more just like this is a real person that's being killed right in front of me in the virtual realm. I think there there was something like that with a with a first person shooter game too. Somebody was like doing a bunch of research and they had to watch like old like war films. Damn. And mm. they were like Lucid Yeah, we, <laughs> like it really fucked up our animators for a while, so we gave them like two months leave after they were like done with that project. What I don't blame them. <laughs> I don't. I don't give a shit about accurate stuff like that. I just. I just want to see cool blood. That's all it is. I don't want to. Yeah, make like, make it look like you think it might look, and that's gonna be plenty good. Well, the thing too, like, there's so many games like Call of Duty Cold War. The backstory of that game, one of the main guys in it went to RIT where I currently attend. Yeah, that's school. that's right. Like. But who gives a shit about that playing the game? Like, they put so much lore into it. Like, I remember my old boss, um, he is, like, a huge history buff. And so, like, he really liked, uh, what is it, like, Battlefield 1, yeah. which was ever, like, the World War One one. Because he's like, he's like, all this stuff is, like, super accurate. He goes, it's really cool and fascinating to me. He's like, I, like, just love the concept of being able, being able to, like, play a game like that. Yeah. Um, Make it... Um, it- make it accurate but like the rit thing it's like you you couldn't have just made up a college you know it would have it would have been just as fine but now like rit is somehow connected to this person in this video (laughs) game the cold war yeah rit is a communist sleeper cell (laughs) yeah and it's not like it's a real like accurate just depiction of historical events you know it's not no, like a. It's not like a biography. Not you like watch, you watch the trailer, and you're like, "Oh, this is Reagan propaganda." <laughs> oh, this is Reagan as the good guy. Yeah, it's like Wolfenstein, but with Reagan. Yeah, it's like yeah, actually, God. Yeah, it's like Wolfenstein where they paint all the Americans as the bad guy or something. Yeah. Ugh. Call of Duty Black Ops was really good though. That story. The new one was cool. No, the. The one that came out, what pr- probably two thousand twelve. Um, the story of the that is really good. The original Black Ops. The original Black Ops with like, what do the numbers mean, Mason? Oh yeah, it's just like a whole thing. I remember Black Ops Three was the really big one, right? It was a well, it was a it was not as good as the first two, from what I remember. Maybe um, two, I think I can't. Remember. The The original Call of Duty Black Ops came out in 2010. I remember it was when we were in high school, because I remember Andy had it bought on his PS3. I'm not a shooter person, as it's probably multiple times. I'm a shooter man, but not in Call of Duty stuff, it's other things. Yeah, I like, I will say, I like the single-player shooters like you do, Lucas. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of those. Like Doom and shit. I suck ass at multiplayer stuff, I'll I'll admit it, but I'm a little fan of single-player Quake. I like the I, competitive nature of it, but sure. I don't like the the community that like can crop out of it. Yeah. You know, like when I was a younger kid playing like Modern Warfare 2 like with my mic open to like talk to friends that I know at school, but then you you run into random people that are just like disgusting. You know, it's just really bad. Yeah. But it like kind of kind of hardens you you know there's like the there, there's the whole joke about like Nothing oh these faces you <laughs> these these people couldn't uh these people couldn't survive xbox live or whatever you yeah, know like this no, new generation I, we, so yeah. soft i'm like i'm i'm literally like one of the people that were in the xbox live chat rooms with the horrible like garbled microphones of a call of duty game where people are just like you're horrible bad. <laughs> Oh, it's bad. You're bad. You're bad. And it even even kind of continues into, like the the last Call of Duty I played was Modern Warfare, which is the one that came out in 2019. Uh, that one, you know, it, I played it on PC, so there's like a text chat, so people are even more like, uh, probably apt to say shit. Even people who don't have mice have an opportunity to do that now. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like it's really bad. So like sometimes I would I would reply in the chat and go. Who are you helping? What what are you are you performing for someone? What are you doing? Like stop. And it's the same thing with with uh with you Lucas how you like you like Overwatch but it kind of like the community's like kind of crazy. 
it's it's so it's so bizarre the whole th- contradictions that happen with Overwatch, where it's such a toxic community, but they also have buttons to th- that they've now added in the game to uh, now uh, here you I'll click this and you you're the person who help the most or whatever and it doesn't like mean anything or whatever it it it's simultaneously the game ca- the game tries to from what it sounds like now wants to encourage this entire thing of positivity and whatnot and yet garners such a toxic community from just the way that the, the game is designed i like i like competitive games to an extent but it's just the all it just doesn't seem fun half the time like i, I really Maybe at some point I'll try Rainbow Six again, but just from like even playing it just a little bit, it just seemed like a lot of it was, it wasn't like for fun. Like oh, I'll just play and not really. Yes, yeah, some, some people with with the team based games, some people take it a little bit too seriously. I where think, it's just like if yeah. if you if you slip up a little bit, like somewhere somewhere, some kid in Minnesota is now yelling at you because you didn't know the spray pattern of a p90 in csgo no, yeah emma's because you have 200 <laughs> less hours in the game than him like i've never i played a shit ton of overwatch like my freshman year of school because it was really big then and like i knew about like i had friends who were like semi-pro overwatch players right. and i played i but i stri- always said i will only play casual like i'm never playing a competitive game of overwatch because that's when it just gets toxic as shit yeah because i'm like People are actually on the mics and they're gonna start yelling. Whereas in casual, like no one's talking and they all just like, kind of casual. Kinda I can play. just fuck around as Junkrat yeah. and do whatever the fuck I want. I don't think I don't think I played I a single do. game. Actually, no, that's a lie. We did me, me Lucas and Alex did play enough ranked matches to get a rank to get like a a ranking, and then I think we got like run-of-the-mill average whatever it was like bronze or like just not like dog shit like tier i think it was like it was like a it was like a silver or bronze or something and then we we never played competitive i did like one or two on my own and it was a mistake and it's why i still play team fortress 2 now i yeah i was i have 600 hours in csgo and i got up to like the fourth highest ranking in that game when i was like really playing it for like that uh for like the summer year. where I went to, I went to North Carolina, South Carolina for ten days, and I came back, and you guys had each had like a couple hundred hours in yeah. CS:GO, yeah. and I was like, "What happened?" Uh, yeah, you you went to South Carolina for ten days and came back, and none of us had slept. Like, yeah, legit, like genuinely, <laughs> genuinely, we we had not slept, and in that game, there's that too, but. That's why I always liked having at least two people to play with because it's a team of five, and if you're three of them, if one of the person, if one of the people is like a toxic garbage person, we just mute them and we stop caring, or we just gang up on them and start shitting. On I was them. gonna say now you have like majority rules with that, man. Yeah, yeah, I've. Democracy. And sometimes we would just if they started complaining, we would start throwing the match. Like if you <laughs> like if you like grabbed a deagle and you missed a shot and then this guy who's been giving you shit for the past two rounds, even though it's only round four, is like, Why'd you buy the deagle? Blah blah blah. It's like next round we're all buying deagles and we're using nothing but deagles until like until the dogs come home. Right. And or they would say that and we go, all right, fine. What gun do you want me to use? And they would say to use something. And then we would just miss all our shots and go, oh, man, I'm really used to the Deagle. I should really go back to the Deagle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I like I was kind of into CSGO freshman and sophomore year. Like I played with friends of mine. Like I'd only do like four or five stacks. Like so we'd have the majority um, in competitive and like I remember watching like competitive CS:GO all the time with people, but like I don't really care for it. Like I liked Danger Zone when we played that. Danger for a while. Zone was that really was fun. fun. The little bit we played that was fun. That. I still suck at CS:GO, but it's still fun. Oh yeah, I'm. I don't. I couldn't tell you a fucking spray pattern, but I'll drop in and knife some guy, then walk around with a friggin' Nova and just doink people. I, I, I logging back into CS:GO it feels disgusting. Like I it, I don't I don't know cuz it's a I mean it's a source it's a it's a Counter-Strike shooter. You can't sprint. You only move yeah. at one speed. Uh and it's not very fast. All the guns feel really awkward and 
it's just really weird jumping back into that after playing 200 hours of like modern warfare and not playing csgo for two years three years it feels so weird and i'm like it's so such bad in its own class of shooters yeah, too no there's really like not anything that like can overwatch to is like enough like has enough mechanics from other games that like you can kind of like like it's its own thing but you can like kind of transition into it but going like CS:GO is such its own world. Like I know people who are like good at shooters, and then they're CS:GO players. Yeah, you know, it's its own. It's it's its own breed of game because See, it's so weird. CS:GO is the Taco Bell of first-person shooters. Honestly, dude, doesn't really fit into anything in else. In the West Coast, they have like Del Taco and stuff. Well, but when are they putting t- uh, potatoes back on the menu? Why are they March. putting potatoes back in CSGO? Yeah, so I'm, that's what I want to know. I want to know when I can get a potato P90 skin. That's all I want to <laughs> know. When I can unbox a potato and use it as a knife. That was and the other thing with CSGO was all those, all those weapon skins, man. That was crazy. Dude, I got Stat Track Tech 9 skin, the Snack 9. Did you call it the Snack 9? Uh, no, it's a snake skin. Snack oh, 9. Oh, okay. Or I think it's Snake Nine, but I always call it Snack Nine. I want to know how and much money nine. I spent on keys. I know it wasn't as much as I don't. Uh, and certain Team people we too. know. God. But I opened a lot of crates, and I I got lucky once, and I got a knife, and then I traded it for a knife that I wanted, and I still have it. And the knife now sitting in my Steam inventory that I'll probably, you know, I'll never really play that game a lot anymore. But I think it's worth like two hundred dollars. Most check. knives are like minimum one fifty. It's insane. Uh, yeah, my I have a I have a blue steel bayonet that is field tested, and it is worth <laughs> two hundred and forty two dollars. Wow, pretty cool. We used to uh, encourage my old my friend who became my roommate for a little bit. He um he was really into CS:GO. And he was like really good. Like he was like he did like ESEA matchmaking and was like I think he might be the manager of the CS:GO team now at school. I don't know. But anyway, he um, we would open cases with him all the time. Like he's like, yeah, he's like, cause he did like cryptocurrency investing, so he's like, yeah, I'll just use some money from Ethereum. And we used to sit there and just open crates, and all we wanted was to get a pair of gloves out of one, cause the gloves are worth like yeah, that's bucks. right, I forgot about the gloves. And there was the one crate where you could get the duct tape gloves. <laughs> and I'm, and every time there's videos of us doing this, as soon as you click go, like unlock on the crate, it's just, ah, and we just scream at the computer until it stopped. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like four or five of us just screaming, trying to open cases. And each key is $2.49. They did 49 cents, so then you think you're getting a deal. I think that's kind of why I liked Overwatch a little bit, because you only had to pay a dollar and you got one crate that had five things in it. Even though sometimes yeah. it would be an insignificant thing. I think I, sp- I spent some money on that. Not as, not well, you as didn't even you didn't have to pay to open Overwatch crates, I thought. They just opened. You didn't, but you could no, like but buy, the crates you could buy were some. Cheap. Is the thing. You no, could no, no, buy no. a crate. Yeah. That's what it was, is buying a crate, not the key for said crate. Yeah, you, yeah. Could, you could buy crates and then try to get something out of it. But also, you just get given crates all the time, and you can just press open, which is great. And then you can like, like uncraft all the shit that you have duplicates of. And you yeah, can like, they, they re- added, use it they to added, like, get shit. They added to like at some point, like once you got duplicates, that was just like worth money. So then you just could like spend it on that. You, yeah, it was it was yeah, it was nice. Like, CS:GO gives you just as mount just as many cases as Overwatch gives you, but you have to pay to open them. And I think if the game didn't give me free cases and be flaunting it and dangling it in front of my face, I would have never opened any cases. So, oh, I agree. You know, that strategy to get people to buy keys fucking worked. It's funny. I'd like barely got any like natural skins or anything that dropped. And then it was like so weird how it was with Team Fortress 2 where like every once in a blue moon I still would get cosmetics. But the thing is, there'd be like the entire thing of like how there's unusuals and strangers and everything. And that's how they separated it with that. So it's like a weapon could look perfectly normal, but then you would have like it's the same as Stat Track. Where you just have like something it'd say like rather than whatever like amount it would say like hail zone for like how many kills are and you could put like individual things on it whether you like killed someone by like gibbing them or like killed someone like or was healing someone or whatever. 
Team Fortress is the other one that's like its own beast. Like if yeah, you play it ha- shooters, it, has, yeah. it means nothing when you go into Team Fortress. It's also source, but it's different source. <laughs> yeah. Team Fortress 2, some like other some of the other like single player shooter stuff translates a little better because of the whole like rocket jumping and whatever movement mechanics too, I think. But it, it's it's still yeah, it's still I think I there's a lot like it now, but I think I think it's still at the top when it comes to like team-based shooters whatever you still see a little bit of that like dribbled in whether it be like something with rocket jumping or like a, a medic with it like a beam heel thing yeah but if, if i have good aim in a call of duty a battlefield uh, a siege or any other like more basic shooter where it's just like boots on the ground shooter that doesn't really help you when you go to team fortress 2 yeah it doesn't help that there isn't like an all-around character and each of them are specialized in their own way and that also it's also that each of the models are so distinctly different too so aiming to headshot like a heavy is going to be much different than aiming to headshot a scout just because of the size difference and everything just and the and the the weapons just like and the different the different weapons you can unlock and everything there's so many intricate things yeah it's not like overwatch was soldier 76 who is literally just call of duty yeah that's what that's who I would play because I could I could do well because I yeah, I could hit I could hit, do a lot of damage because I could hit every shot that I put put down. Yeah, because you that played so Hanzo. much COD. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shout out to uh, I think it's is it on my YouTube channel or is it on the OI YouTube channel? There is a video of us playing Overwatch. Got to be on yours. Yeah, I think was, so. That was before that was before OI. Yes. Yeah, that, that was before, before OI. Well, yeah. not before Oi, but before before Oi this before podcast. our multimedia empire. Uh, yeah, there's also a video of us playing Danger Zone. There might be two. Yeah, that's on that's on Oi. There's videos of Danger Zone and Left for Dead, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's one other thing. I mean, there's there's the Jackbox stuff recently too. But yeah, also. Yeah. Uh, but on that note, we should be wrapping it up because we talked for 50 minutes straight about video games, and it literally started from somebody saying. What did it start with? Oh, it started with your stupid intro. That's what it started with. <laughs> yeah, where I said, hey, guys, I got a good intro. Like, <laughs> don't say anything. We all said, fuck you, and then it actually let us hear. <laughs> and then it gave us the topic so... for 50 minutes of conversation. You just going, hey, guys, welcome to Mine- Minecraft, whatever the fuck. I don't know. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Redstone Pickaxe. I don't know. Oh. If, I don't know if that tops my intro from... My improvised intro from last week, where I said the Oi Boy podcast for soy boys and soy boys only. <laughs> Sponsored by Soylent. I kind of liked that. All right, uh, wrap it up, Lucas. Take us home. I'm not doing more here again.